This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back, everyone, to Talking It Out with Bachelor Nation. On today's show, we have a very special guest. She is on Clayton season. Her name is Gabby, and we're yes. going to get into her journey and get to know her a little bit better. But of course, we first got to start with hot takes. Yes. I was going to throw it to you, Mike, but I'm actually going to start today, if you don't mind. No, go ahead. Go ahead, partner. Let's hear it. All right, my man. My hot take has to do with the first rose that Clayton attempted to give out because it eventually was rejected, Mike, as you saw. Um, and I don't know, man. I just feel bad. I feel bad for Clayton as far as he's concerned because I kind of feel like it set a negative tone for his journey. Um, you know, one of the things that a lot of bachelors and bachelorettes always say is that their one main fear is picking someone at the end and getting rejected, right? Like yeah. the other person has to pick you too. So I'm sure it's extremely tough having to navigate through all these relationships and you know, possibly choosing the wrong person. Like that's scary as hell. So like if I was Clayton, you know, listen, Clayton ha is in there. He's having these conversations. He's having these interactions. So he's, you know, we got to believe that he's following his heart. Right. But me just watching, like if I was in his shoes, like I would have never give, even offered this girl Rose. You know what I'm saying? Like I get that. he seems like such a genuine guy and he really wants to find his person and here you have a girl like from Jump Street, like before you even meet anybody, she's showing up to your room and telling you that she ain't ready. And that's a whole nother story. Like, I want to I want to hear from Sally because it's like, come on, girl, like you literally broke off an engagement a couple weeks prior. Like, I don't I don't know the whole story, so I'm not going to get into too much of that. But, yeah. you know, she wasn't ready. You know, she shouldn't have been on there. Right. But, you know, as far as Clayton is concerned, it's like. Why even why even bring her on? You know what I mean? Why even offer a rose? You got 30 girl, 30 women that you're going to meet in a couple a couple days that or the next day or whenever that are there for you that, you know, are all in. Right. It's like, why start off by giving this girl rose who clearly is thinking about somebody else or something else? Um, for me, I would have just said I would have heard her out. I would have. You know, had the conversation that he had with her and I would have walked her out like plain and simple. Like I didn't I didn't want to, you know, no offense to her. Like, listen, yeah, I'm sure out. you're a great girl. But one conversation that I have with you after you telling me what you told me is just not enough to keep you around. Like I'm looking for something serious. I want somebody to be to have their entire heart open when they come to this process, because that's the type of guy that I feel Clayton is. And he wants that the the genuineness and the 
you know, the the openness and the humility and the vulnerability from other people. And I think it just set a negative tone because you even heard him after the fact. He's like, damn, I got my first rose rejected, like not a great start. Now, granted, I'm sure he forgot about all that, you know, exactly. once he met the other women. But, you know, I just hated that for him. Um, like if I was in his situation, I just wouldn't even mess with that. I would have just gone straight for, you know, the women that I was going to meet uh, in a couple of days. But, you know, listen, he's he's going with his heart. Right. So you know, I heart. just hope I just hope that at the end of his journey, like his his heart leads him in the right direction and he finds his person. Uh, I hope he finds his person as well. I actually think that she may be back on the season. Oh, geez. I was actually thinking that as well. I was like, there's yeah, she, no way she's just going to leave and not, yeah, she, you know, she not come back. come back. We never know. I took that interaction completely different than you. I do agree with you, though, I that I wouldn't have offered her a rose, but I was looking at it from her perspective. And I don't feel that he was rejected. I would say that's kind of a harsh word to use in this regard towards Clayton and, and their situation that, that took place. I think that she was in the right. I understand how you're looking at it from like Clayton one of the worst fears of the lead is to like get to the end and that person rejects you. I think the real worst fear is to be in love with someone and they have feelings for someone else and they never told you. I think that's the real worst feeling. I'd rather get rejected over, you know, someone just doesn't want me because they're thinking about somebody else. So I think Sally did the right thing. She was honest with how she felt. And I, you know, emotions, touch people in different ways, right? She had just was supposed to get married like around that date, you know, depending on how the yeah. show was uh, filmed or whatever. I was looking at it from her perspective. Like she knew that she couldn't go through with this. And I really respected her because she liked him. Albeit one conversation, but she liked him. She felt some vibes with him and she still had to follow her heart, which was not in the right place. And so I looked at it from her perspective. Yes, in Clayton's regard, I wouldn't have given, I wouldn't have offered her a rose, but I think that Clayton handled the situation extremely well. Oh yeah, he was a complete gentleman about the whole situation. Yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know. Me, I just like if she would accepted the rose, then it's like that would have always been in the back of my mind. And I agree with you. Like I do, it was better to do it at that point than later on, right? Exactly. Like you know, well, you she was respect feeling her for that. that. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Total respect to Sally for coming out and at least doing it from the from the jump because. At least at that point, Clayton's not invested, right? It's like, exactly. okay, I like you. I have a, con I feel like I have a connection with this one conversation that we had, but it's like you rejected my rose. Like I'm sure he got over it. It wasn't like this was, yeah, he got over it. You know, final four or whatever. And you know, now all of a sudden she comes out like I can't do this because I'm thinking about when I was gonna get married. Like now, let me let me ask you this though. I would have been pissed if I was one of the other girls and. I'm seeing this girl Sally get a rose when we're technically not even supposed to see the person yet. Like we haven't even got an opportunity to see them oh, yet. No. You got the first rose. I would be happy. And you know, and you she know, would have had haters like from and jump I, I love you, producers, but you know you would have had that girl wearing that rose loud and oh, proud. Oh, yes. Like if it was me, I would have been like, I'm putting that shit in my pocket. And then once the rose ceremony comes on, I would have put it on at the end. Like, but yes. no, they wouldn't they wouldn't let you do that. They sure wouldn't let you do that. I would she would have been Sally would have been hated in that house. Oh, bullseye. If she, she would have got the rose. Back. Because literally no other girl even had the opportunity yet. And so <laughs> to save herself a lot of drama, I think that everything well, listen, worked out right. Like you said, I actually agree with you. I think her story is not over. Like she may. Yeah. It may be a situation where, you know, she may come back and say, you know what? I was going to regret, 
you know, my decision if I didn't come back and at least give it a shot. You know, I know I was feeling the way I was feeling at that moment, but, you know, I want to give it a shot. And she'll come back. And then now all of a sudden, and then the we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Before we get into my hot take, I, I want to say this last point in regards to your hot take, which is I have I respect people uh, that are honest and in tune with their emotions. For example, I remember being on Bachelor in Paradise and I was talking to Sydney Lutaco. Okay. And she was telling me, I never watched the show prior, and she was telling me about uh, how she had sent herself home on Clayton season because she felt that it wasn't for her, right? And so I respect Sally for following her intuition. Like, I, I, I can never hate somebody, or I, I just have only love for an individual that follows their heart. And even though it's not her season per se, it's still her heart. You know, it's a two-way street. And so I just yeah. think she did a phenomenal job on that. I guess I'm just like, obviously we don't, I don't know her entire story. Like, I don't know the context yeah. of what happened with her past. Like maybe it makes sense if we, if I was to, were to hear her out, but I guess for me, it's like, it's, this is, wasn't the first time you had those feelings. I imagine those feelings came up throughout the entire process leading up to that day. You True. Know, so I like, agree with you there. You Definitely know what I'm saying? Like it was on you her had mind. to have thought about it. And it's like, yes. if you were, if mind. you were thinking that, are you really ready? That's all I'm saying. No knock on her, like you said, respect to her. Like I'm glad she did it when she did it. And I thought Clayton, like like we said, handled it like a true gentleman. And I think that's why I have no ill will towards her because the, when she did it, if she would have yeah. waited to yeah. like week no, eight or something, worse. that would have been like, yo, she would have been hearing a lot from me, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But I have no ill will towards her. But my hot take, man, and we've been seeing a lot of this on the Reddit and just you know the people that be within Bachelor Nation. Can you date someone that has dated an acquaintance in the past? My thoughts are, my hot take Great on question. that. Absolutely. If they're an acquaintance, what's wrong with that? Like, they're not my best friend. I don't, I'm not, like, they're not my road dog. They're not my, you know, my, my brother that I would call, my sister that I would call. Uh, they're simply an acquaintance that I know. And then also, yeah, it's just that. Like, I, there's no ill will towards that. Like, if it was you, Brian, I couldn't date a woman that you had dated because you're like my brother. You know, yeah. that's just different. Oh. And I would want to know that in the beginning. But here's a real hot take. What if I didn't know until like years later and I'm already And you're like already in love. At that point, I'm just going to stick with it. We just, I mean, I love you. You know, love is a real thing. You got to stick with it. At that <sighs> like, point. how would you feel, though, finding out like, girl, why didn't you tell me before? You know what I'm saying? Like, why wasn't this brought to my attention before? If it was you and I, then I would say that question because obviously we have a podcast together. I'm in love with a girl. She's going to subscribe to talking out, you know, <laughs> she would know who you are already. But if she never like, if it wasn't you, let's say it's one of my boys, even if it was one of my boys, because if I'm in love with a woman, she's going to meet my people. And so then I would agree with you, right? Because it's like, yo, you knew this and you withheld that from me. Like, would you, would you buy the excuse though? It's like, look, Mike, if I told you that I had dated your acquaintance or friend or whoever, like, I didn't want to lose you. I really liked you. I wanted to give this a shot. And as you see, we got together. We're in love, yeah. you know, and maybe would have never gotten started if I would have told you that in the beginning. Well, see, that's the thing. If it was an acquaintance, she may not know that I know that person if it's simply an acquaintance. It could be somebody from the Bachelor Nation. She may not know that me and that individual, like that I have his number in my phone. Yeah. Right? She may not know that. But if it's like one of the boys, yeah. one of my homies, one of my best friends, that's different. Right. That's like yeah. you knew that. I agree. But I to agree. your question, though, I would I would simply ask her, like, what's the point of a relationship if we can't be open and honest and communicate? Mm. 
If you knew this was my boy, baby, all you got to do is tell me. And then we talk it out like grown adults. And like with that, would that fact that she just let you know, would that begin to fester, right? It would like that mess up your psyche or would you just keep it moving and and go with her? Zero. And I'm so happy that I can answer that with so much conviction because I'm mature. I've, you know, I got some age under my belt now. I just had a birthday. I'm matured now. Right. And so it wouldn't affect me at all. It could be my best friend. If she told me and I was like, I wanted her. And then I talked to my best friend. He was like, bro, that was like 12 years ago. Whoop-de-whoop. Nah, I wouldn't care. Would you feel, would you feel a certain type of way? Like if you guys all hung out? No. Okay. But because I know I know that could be tough with some people, right? Pero, pero, if my homeboy, like he got mad at me or got drunk and said something under 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 his tongue, oh he gonna he gonna get knocked out <laughs> quick. I'm like, bro, don't you ever say that again, bro? <laughs> like, you know, don't you ever say that again? Uh, but if she told me up front, she was honest, sincere. I talked to the homie, you know, he told me. Then it's. It goes back to what you always say. What we always talk about is communication, effective communication. Just talk about it. But what are your thoughts on it? No, I think it's I I agree with you. It's all about the context, right? You know, if it was if it was like my boy and it's like it's too close. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, hey, listen, sorry, but, you know, I know you got you had relations. It just wouldn't feel right to me. But like you said, if it's an acquaintance, you know, somebody in Bachelor Nation that, you know, maybe you talk to once. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or you see them on social and that's it. Like yeah, you see them on social. It's yeah. not it's not that that big of a deal. And I don't think anybody, you know, in that triangle would have a problem with that. You know what I mean? Especially within like a group, especially within a, a small group. Right. Because, for ex- example, take Bachelor Nation. Right. I think it's like roughly maybe 900 people within Bachelor Nation. Mm hmm. Most of them live in like five hot zones, right? right? Yeah, <laughs> L.A., Nashville, like there's like New five York, places. San New Diego York, now, San yeah. Diego, yeah, and probably one more, right? There's like LA, five yeah. hotbeds. You're normally it, it makes sense to have run into the same circles, yeah. And so that's another thing. It's all about the context, right? So that's just my hot take. Uh, but we have Gabby today. She's our first guest of the new year, 2022. Shout out to Gabby. Yes. Can't wait to have her on, and. I just want to hear her thoughts because she's getting a lot of flack. And then she's also getting a lot of support. And I just want to hear her thoughts on everything. You just hear from the horse's mouth. How about you? I agree, man. Uh, she, I, I want her to clear the air. Yes. Let's talk it out. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome, Gabby, to Talking It Out. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? 
Good, good. Happy to have you on. Yes, definitely. So, Gabby, it's nice to meet you. We saw you this past week on Clayton season. We saw your entrance with a pillow talk. <laughs> uh, she said, <laughs> and, you know, there's been so many things leading up to you coming on this season. We've heard former contestants speak about you. We see the things on the Internet. Here on Talking It Out, I don't know if you know, but we do a hot take, right? And this week's hot take, first off, thank you so much for being our first guest of 2022. Can we get a shout yes, out? Yes, thank you. Oh my God, uh, thank you for having me. No, thank you for being here. But uh, Gabby, you are someone who people are talking about. Uh, we do a hot take at the beginning of every single episode before contestants come on. And my hot take today was, is it, like, how would you feel, uh, or is it okay if someone that you dated, uh, or someone that you're dating, you dated one of your friends, right? And I personally felt if they're an acquaintance, no big deal. If it was 10 years ago, five years ago, three years ago, if I wasn't in love with them, no big deal either. Uh, and a lot of people are bringing up your past relationship right now. You already know where I'm going. Uh, you've been on the internet a bit leading up to the show with rumors that you've dated two former contestants, Dean Unglert and Blake Horseman. Like, just, let's just talk it out. What's your thoughts? What took place? Yeah, um, we're getting right into it. Do it. <laughs> That's how we do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's been crazy. You guys know, like, it's hard. There's so many things kind of running through my mind, so much I'm experiencing, all new things, um, all, you know, pretty good things. And, yeah, when I came home, um, you know, we don't have our phones for yeah. when we're filming. And then I came home to, like, all this stuff that Blake and Dean had been talking about me. It seemed like all really positive things, um, which, you know, I'm grateful for, um, it's, yeah, there's, I feel like there's like a lot of conversation about it and I dated Dean. Um, so like over 10 years ago, I think we were 18, 19. So maybe 12 years ago now in college, um, he's one of my first loves, just like very distant Aww. from my, <laughs> yeah, right. Cause you were on the season with him, right? Yes, I was. Oh, yeah. Hey, Dean. I didn't even know that. Wow. What? Okay. Yeah. Come on, Mike, get with it. <laughs> Bachelor Nation history here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so it was just so long ago. It's it's a distant past from my experience on The Bachelor and you know, Clayton and I's story. It's very much its own thing. I, I'm almost really grateful that it was far in the past so I could focus more, you know, on Clayton and kind of be separate at least so I thought I knew like things were going to come up um Dayton or um Blake and I had mutual friends um again like I want to say when I first got out of college so like 2013 2014 we never actually went on a date there was no drinks paid for no dinner paid for <laughs> wait where's that um, coming from that? did yeah, he say that? that what did are he say that, that? no I mean I, I'm saying oh he's saying he dated we dated Blake did Okay. Oh, okay. So, and you guys saying you really you you didn't date, right? Okay, yeah. I, got you. I mean, okay. He, yeah, he's like um, definitely friends with friends. You know, um, we had spent time together and stuff, but definitely no like official dating, like no really kind of formal, no exclusivity. Um, and again, like it was a really long time ago, so. Um, yeah, it's nice to kind of have that separation. I've had boyfriends since both of them that have really taught me a lot of things and kind of I guard as relationships that I've learned things from kind of helped me grow into myself as a woman and as a partner um, after them. 
So I'm, I think they're great people. You guys, I'm sure know them. Um, and I'm grateful for all the nice things that they said about me, but it's nice to kind of clear up my dating history, which seems to be a topic of conversation. Like, honestly, I don't, about it. Yeah. I don't, honestly don't see what the big deal is. I mean, you dated them before they were even on the show. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, right. I feel like people are trying to twist it, I guess, into like, you were dating them when they were already on the show and now you're on Clayton season, but that's totally not the case. So you are there for the right reasons. Can we say that? <laughs> yes. I think that's what people are. are yeah. Yeah. They ridiculous. just don't know the facts. And so, yeah. Gabby, we appreciate you for just, you know, talking it out because if you don't know the facts and you just see the optics of this contestant on Clayton season dated these two prior contestants without knowing the truth, then they're just going to like word vomit. Right. I love when you were just speaking, you were, you said that, Clayton and I's story is so different. It's its its, its own entity, right? That was beautiful that you said that. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what uh, Blake is discussing since, you know, we hear from the horse's mouth, y'all really didn't date. Uh, but how do you feel when people say you're not here for the right reasons? Um, Totally. I've never heard it flat out like that, so thank you. Because <laughs> I'm like, ah. um, I'm not but... trying to like uh, you. I'm not trying to stab you. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I, I feel really grateful that I do get to talk about it. Like, I'm yeah. an open book. I know a lot is going to unfold over the next couple months. Um, and I think people will see the proof is in the pudding. Like, Clayton and I's journey was definitely, like, special to us, um, all about us. I mean, things from my yeah, past that we came up. And, and, you know, kind of being there and being separate from everybody. Like, really, you know, um, no one involved with the show Dean and Blake were never brought up it was never questioned um right so it was kind of nice you know I I understand they have tight connections to the Bachelor franchise and and that this conversation would come up but it was really nice just like being able to be in the present with Clayton focusing on a very new and different relationship um and I mean like people will see eventually I know there's like a lot of hype right now even before the the first episode aired people had so many opinions on me I'm like oh my gosh you you don't even really know me or like who I am as a person and I mean they're both like very eligible bachelors who had happened to be in my dating pool so like why wouldn't I at some point be involved in do whatever you want yeah, yeah. You date whoever you want right. did Gabby, you talk did you sorry. talk to them at all like I guess after you dated and between the time that they were on the show, like, was there ever any other, any communication there or was it, you guys just broke up and that was it. Um, Dean and I, we had kind of had some communication for sure. Um, in and out, like I would consider him a friend. Um, definitely. And especially like after a breakup, you know, it's, I like Dean. It's, yeah, totally. Yeah. It, it's nice to kind of maintain that, but, um, it was definitely kind of, like its own thing. Like we both are are really supportive of each other. He knew I always wanted to be a dancer. So he was really supportive of my career as a Broncos cheerleader. He's a huge Broncos fan. So very like, you know, <laughs> kind of like surface level. I support you, you support me, like no hard feelings. I really haven't communicated with Blake at all. Um, I, yeah. I appreciate all the nice things that he has said about me and I would have nothing but nice things to say about him. But like, we didn't really have the foundation that Dean and I have to even continue a friendship. Um, right. But right. I, I respect both of them. I think they've both done great with their platform. I know, you know, Dean and Kaylin have um, done 
like they're so well loved in bachelor nation as they should be i'm like so happy for him and kind of don't want anything but good things for the both of them i love that well Gabby, kind of the cool thing is here on Talking It Out, we get to talk it out. So, therefore, we got that yeah. BS out the way. Yeah, let's put get it to, to find put out. It to bed. Yeah, we put it to rest <laughs> yeah. That's a bed. That's it. <laughs> I want to know who you are. You mentioned, you yeah. know, you and Dean, like, uh, are friends and, like, you were talking about supporting each other. Your love of being a dancer was fulfilled. Can we start there? Like, tell us, oh tell us about your dancing. Yeah. Oh, God. I could talk your ear off about um, kind of my, like, career with dance and stuff. And, um, being, I was a Broncos cheerleader for five years and it really right. was like every, thank you, everything that I've always wanted to do. And it teaches you so much. It teaches you like teamwork, you know, putting others before yourself. Um, you have such uh, a sense of community and really just like people that have your back. There's so much more than dance is like the team aspect. The Broncos is a great organization. We have the best fans in the NFL. Uh, Dallas Cowboys. I don't know about all that. No, I don't know about no, all that, Gabby. No. no, I will fight with you. We definitely have the best uniforms. I'll say it. Um, but much respect for the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. But our chaps are, honestly, nobody can um, fight against that. But I've always wanted to be a dancer. It's my number one passion. It's taught me so much in life. And especially just like being on the team, it's, really helped me grow into myself as a woman. It's like a confidence builder. You get to meet all kinds of people. So, how, yeah. how hard was that? Because Mike, I don't know if you, have you seen that show? I imagine, or the, the Dallas Cowboys show, the Dallas, Dallas Cowboy, Cowboy cheerleaders, yes, have, that, yeah, the yeah, tryouts and all that. And it seems <laughs> really intense. Like, can you talk about that? Like what that experience was like? Oh my God, totally. Um, it's really intense. I'd say like Broncos kind of has a well-known like technical dance team. We're all trained dancers. I know we're called cheerleaders, but we all have a history in dance and tryouts are like a week long grueling process of a dance and interview um, and picking up choreography. So you're kind of tested on all of these strengths and weaknesses. And um, they are really looking for like well-rounded women, but much like The Bachelor, um, you're surrounded by kind of the cream of the crop, very talented women who are not only good at dancing, but really smart, really beautiful. So um, it's like, humbling. yeah, it teaches you so much. And I think like as a woman kind of always being around women and that is part of my life that I love is you learn how to really empower each other and respect each other. And like kind of came from like a non-competition standpoint, which I was able to carry with me with my bachelor experience, like I'll be the first to say, you know, I got close with all the girls and and it really added to my experience. It really does sound like that, you know, being a cheerleader has propelled you and helped you so much on your experience to go on the bachelor. Absolutely. But Gabby, you know, we do our research, right? And <laughs> Brian and I know that you won uh, the rookie of the year team clown, right? So how much of that <laughs> comes across on the bachelor? Oh my God. I was actually so dead at the first episode that I feel like my interviews were so funny and I was kind of surprised. <laughs> I mean, not funny. People are gonna be like, that girl thinks she's so funny, but they picked like the, the funny parts of me, which I was kind of surprised, like, um, as the first episode, I, and like this, so this story I'm sure will tell itself too. Like I definitely lead with humor. Um, I'm like, I know one will believe me, but I was kind of a shy kid um, and not as outgoing. So you kind of, I had to teach myself how to like find my niche and be outgoing and connect with people. And it definitely came with humors. 
in a very awkward way. I am really aware, <laughs> you know, so um, watching it back and kind of seeing how that is like my true self, especially in the beginning when I'm a little uncomfortable and I can't wait for the season to unfold and people to see different sides of me. But it, it is me through and through. Like if I'm uncomfortable, I'm going to try and crack a joke and like look weird. Now, speaking, of, speaking of jokes, I mean, you had uh, you came out with a bang with your entrance. Let's do a little pillow talk. Where did that idea come from? Talk to me about that. Yeah, totally. Um, I was brainstorming for a while. I had like one of my other ideas was I wanted to pull things that remind me of Clayton, like out of my dress, like a sugar packet because he's sweet and like a little chalupa. <laughs> I like that. You say a chalupa? A, chalupa. <laughs> a little chalupa. I was like, what? <laughs> no, a chalula, like oh, a little a chalula. Yeah, it okay. came with a breakfast one day in room service, and I was like, oh, I should do something with this. So, um, but I didn't really like have a punchline and then discussing it with some people, they're like, you know, it's not guaranteed to talk to him the first night. So I think you have to go bigger if, you know, to up your chances <laughs> of potentially. And I was like, okay, I'm down. I'm like, as long as I can kind of make it funny. Um, and then the pillow was brought up and, and yeah, it was, I, I never want to come off, you know, it's like overtly sexual. I'm not one dimensional. Um, I want to leave like definitely with a lot of humor. So I, I kind of was like, okay, I think I can do this and make it my own and people see my personality, um, okay. even though it, the, the line could be kind of like whatever, brash, like. I want to sit on your face first thing, but it was really like she she went all in. She went all in. I like how you said though you lead with your humor. So there you go. Yeah, it went with kind of like at least for me, I had like um you know like a prop to kind of tie it in and like with his face on the pillow, so I wasn't just like you know it was more like oh look I I I have an art and craft to support my joke. Exactly. So, yeah. How did the other women take it? when you when you went in the house um they were like i mean to my face they were like dying you know yeah. i was like they're like what's that pillow about and i was like well i just told them <laughs> well you just said something you just said to the, to your face they were dying <laughs> yeah i'm sure that they were like what the hell did that girl just uh, do <laughs> you know you know they do you know they do yeah which like respect <laughs> Same. I'm like, God, I'm a shit talker too. Like I respect it, but, um, they, uh, they were pretty nice about it. And like, they're so funny. We're all really supportive of each other. I don't know Love if people want to hear that, but our group no. chat was like off the chain. Like it was really fun. <laughs> um, I, I was more scared of like what, what my parents were going to think. So <laughs> we haven't talked about it. <laughs> I'm about to say, what do they think? What did you do? <laughs> yeah. I was like this morning, I was like, what did you think of the episode? And they were like, oh, we thought it was great. And I was like, okay, let's just like not make <laughs> they just, just leave it. They just hours. didn't even bring it up. They just didn't even bring it up. I love it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I think people want to hear you. You said, I don't know if that's what people want to hear. People want to hear you. They want to hear your truth. So 
you're perfectly fine. You're doing everything great. This is just by being yourself. Uh, but Gabby, we haven't seen the mansion in forever. I know. Made a comeback. Like, it was so it, it was kind of cool to see the mansion. I was like, wow. You know, the room that I, I was thinking back about the rooms that just the layout of the mansion and everything. How was that? Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. I feel so incredibly lucky, you know, that we were kind of the first season back. It felt mm -hmm. like a restart. Huge. I know people are going to be excited. And just like the iconic mansion to have like huge memories there and it be like so much a part of my journey. So, Gabby. You seem like a bubbly person. You 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 have dating history. Uh, you you have some very unique experiences by being an NFL cheerleader for five years. And I, I actually want to talk more about that because I know some stuff about you in the USO. Uh, but then you go on this show and this experience. Like, what are you looking for? Like, what are we anticipating to see from you on this season? I really want to know. Um, just like in general, or like my like finding and like love. And like you're in your in finding your husband. Yeah, yeah. Um. I'm an ICU nurse as well, which I've been doing for eight years, and I started when I was pretty young. Um, both those those experiences kind of mixed together have really shaped who I am, um, have taught me like invaluable life lessons when it comes to kind of compassion, empathy. Broncos taught me like, um, you know, a lot of like confidence in how to connect with people. So for me, like, um it couldn't have happened at a better time i think i was finally at a place where it's like dang i know who i am i've also been through some shit you know in my childhood been years of therapy which i love but it's really helped me come into a person who's ready to be a partner and i think i was able to like lead with that kind of on this big journey it was less of like me still learning, still navigating my um, dating life. It's like, you know, I've been through rejection and it builds character and I'm here to like show everybody kind of like what I've learned and really show my person and, you know, Clayton, um, who I am and what I've learned in that. Like, I, I'm an independent person for sure. Um, but also I love being in a relationship because I love the companionship kind of and, um, just working together more as a team mm. and like having someone in your life that's gonna, you know, you can kind of navigate all the hard stuff with, and that is gonna challenge you. Like, I think our lives, we learn different things in a relationship than we do by yourself. I've learned a ton by myself and and I really like learned a lot, you know, being in a relationship and I'm ready to be with someone and you wanna say something. <laughs> no, bro, I was gonna say, Brian, I see why Gabby's on The Bachelor, bachelor bro. I, uh, I see why, like, you, you just, Shutting off all the qualities, right? She's there. <laughs> ready, like she's ready to open her heart and be vulnerable. And I mean, it's it's shining through in this interview for sure. Gabby, you said you oh. just said that you had went through some uh, some shit in your childhood. Do we get an opportunity to see some of that on the show? You do, um, and it was just like anyone, and even to people watching. Um, I don't think you know how hard it is to really talk about that stuff, knowing that it's going to be aired nationally, mm -hmm. internationally. So. Um, it def it takes me a while to open up for sure. Like the first couple of weeks, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the background, like kind of testing the waters um, for sure. And, the, and then I'm able to open up more and find a way to talk about things that have shaped me um, more objectively. You know, I'm, I'm past it. I've 
reflected on it. I've worked through all the things that happened. So I do feel grateful that I'm at a point where I can talk about it um, from, from a stance that like almost more educational. I learned, I've learned so much about myself and that I'm willing to give to someone else and instead of talking straight from emotion. So I think people will see that too. And and I'm grateful for that. Oh my God. Thank you. I don't want you guys to think I'm like, whatever, like this robot, you'll see that. No, we don't don't think that at all. We're listening to you getting to know you. Like I yeah. think you're pretty right. cool and bubbly. Absolutely. And and Gabby, I want to, I mean, on behalf of Mike and everybody here, we want to thank you for what you do as an ICU nurse. Obviously yes. we're in a pandemic right now. The true I mean, heroes. I, yes, absolutely. Frontline worker. Like talk to us about that. Like what has it been like working on the front lines during this pandemic? Thank you for asking. Um, it, it's been hard and, um, I feel like this is holding actually a lot of responsibility just being asked this question and knowing that a lot of healthcare workers, I get to kind of speak for them and uh, not for them, but kind of with them. And it's hard growing. I say growing up because I started when I was 22. As an ICU nurse, you're around a lot of death and dying. Um, and you learn quick, kind of have these important conversations that you don't normally have. And then working, it's, it's already hard as a healthcare worker, I think in our country, especially yes. nurses being at the bedside um, and ICU nurses, a lot of times having the death and dying in the forefront and then COVID act, exacerbating that. So um, it's hard. It's really hard. It's challenging. Um, I think I've been able to kind of walk away and recharge. I'm grateful to have a skill that is much needed during the pandemic. Um, you know, this girl's amazing. <laughs> I, not everybody, you know, it, it's like everybody wants to help and, and not saying it's also my career. You know, this is what I do for work, much like what you guys do for work. And, and I, I don't want to like sit on a platform of like, oh, I'm a hero. Like, I know I fell into this because I'm a nurse and that's what I chose to do. And I love being a nurse. And, and then this huge pandemic hit and they need people with, with similar skills. So I'm grateful to have given back, but it it is really hard. And it's hard oh, with having friends and family, having different opinions, not working at the bedside and kind of seeing the the immediate outcomes of you know, COVID and, and how it can be um, fatal. So I, I can't even imagine, you know, seeing what COVID has done firsthand, being a frontline worker and then dealing with friends and family that you love and care about, you know, having differences of opinion. And you're like, yo, I see this shit every day. I, I know that had to be hard. So just yeah. kudos to you. And I just have to give you more kudos because I think that you're pretty awesome, Gabby. Like you were the first woman and the first NFL cheerleader uh, to co-win the Pop Warner uh, Humanitarian Award for all the service that you do during the uh, pandemic and continuing to do, doing both at the exact same time, being a cheerleader and a frontline ICU worker. How did that make you feel? Oh, it was a huge honor, a huge um I had no idea, you know, I was even like eligible or that. You know, Pop Warner was um, debating to give it to a woman and a cheerleader or a nurse and things like that. So I feel incredibly grateful. And also just like, thank you. Um, A lot of what we do in cheerleading is is mentor, you know, young women or little girls. And I think like the idea of 
having like a science-based career, any kind of career, but especially being in science, you know, cause it's special to me, not that it's any more important, but, and, you know, being able to have a successful career, do what you love and be a cheerleader um, and kind of make a difference in both realms. Not saying that me personally, I have ever, you know, made a difference. Like it's, it's a group effort. It's all healthcare workers and all cheerleaders, but um, it, it feels really, really great to be honored. And um, I'm just like so grateful, undeserving for sure. But for it to even just be like recognized is huge. And, and I wish honestly that all healthcare workers during this pandemic, you know, feel like they are being recognized and feel like yeah. they're making a difference because they really are. Absolutely. What, what was it like juggling, you know, being a cheerleader and being an ICU nurse? Like, how did you handle all that? It was, it was honestly like a great balance because I got the best of both worlds. Um, I always say like the nurses at work kind of raised me. Um, they, they really helped mentor me. They had life experience under the belt that I didn't. So I feel like I got these drastic worlds of like, you know, at work, huge decision making, dealing with critical illnesses, dealing with people, learning how to navigate like conversations learning how to advocate for your patients, especially as a young woman kind of coming into your voice. And then on the opposite end of things, like being able to be in the community, to connect with fans, um, to dance, which like people don't really get to live out their passions this late in life, like I had been able to. I mean, it, it is like a huge release for me. It's, it's my first love for sure. So I, I think they both balanced each other out and made me, helped me complimenting each other in the way that nursing helped me become a better cheerleader and cheerleader helped me become a better nurse. I so see, I see that, man. Um, yeah. um, I can't imagine how it is to be a nurse, but one thing I would think when you see people you know, passing on to the afterlife is that it makes you appreciate life so much and you get to like, literally, like you just said, live out your childhood dreams, your, your first love ever. So just, I know that has to be amazing, uh, but, yeah. You're just like doing it all because I know that you were also you also did a 10 day tour with the USO uh, when you were, you know, were chilly with the Broncos. How was that experience for you? Oh, God, it was amazing. Um, we didn't go on a lot of USO tours for the first uh, couple of years that I was a cheerleader because um, it was not that it was a thing of the past, but it was like less accessible um, different, you know, I don't know what happens. We just weren't doing it. I come from a military family. My dad's retired Air Force. Hey, shout so, out. Um, shout out. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for our military and, and living it firsthand. Um, it, it was so rewarding to be able to give back and and it's hard. You get to kind of connect with uh, our soldiers who, you know, we're grateful for what they do and we appreciate them, but seeing them deployed, you know, eating with just each other, being away from their families for oh, months. Out of time. Yeah. And like being able to give them like a glimmer of hope and joy is like more than really you can ever ask for. And just like, it gives you a better appreciation, I think, and understanding of our military. I mean, like we're doing this podcast because like of our country and our military and just like the trickle down. It's so crazy. So being able to give back, especially coming from a military family was one of the best experiences I've had as a Broncos cheerleader. Love that. Love that. So Gabby, getting back to the show without giving too much away now, what do you hope people get to know about you on this season of the bachelor? 
Um, I hope they just get to know that like whatever they see, I promises me. I thought people probably saw that last night. Um, <laughs> it's like I'm always just gonna be myself, good or bad, awkward, ugly, cry, whatever. Thank like you. I just, I just wanted to walk away being like I was myself through and through. Um, and I felt like I, I wasn't ever kind of reading from a script or felt like I was being told to feel some sort of way. I mean, there's guidance and I would be the first to be like, no, you know, this is me. Um, and and it's going to be hard to watch back. Like even yesterday was hard. I'm like, dang, some part of me was like, maybe I should have kind of toned it down a little bit. But, um, but I also grow a lot, not and just the way I think I, I become comfortable with being more vulnerable. It's scary as hell. It's scary as hell being in love, falling in love. And it's even scarier doing it on camera. Mm -hmm. So like, it takes me a while to open up, but you know, I really wouldn't change it. Cause that's me in real life. Um, and then slowly, I think you, you'll see that I like peel back layers and you'll see many different sides of me. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, and like my, journey with Clayton of course I can't wait for people to see we can't we can't wait to see it and yes again just love that you're being yourself right like uh it's hard for anybody to fall in love on a while a camera is in your face the entire time Brian you know he he's married to his love uh we'll watch your season unfold but uh we just love that you're just being yourself like That's the all you confidence can ask for, to right? be yourself, yeah. the confidence to say what you see is me. Uh, I watch it back and it's hard, right? That sentence in and of itself is just, you know, it helps the people, it helps the audience realize you're just human. Yeah, yeah, totally. And even like being on the other side of things, like I get it, you know, um, it's it's so easy to kind of not judge, but just perceive what's given to you on camera. Um, yeah, on the other side as a viewer, but being in it is a totally different thing. And I have so much respect for like cast members past and for the women um, on, on my season and Clayton, like it is hard as hell, but, um, but we all support each other and, and it's challenging. I think it's just another opportunity to kind of solidify like, Hey, I'm this person. I'm not perfect, but it's like, it's all I got. That's That's enough. <laughs> so I got to ask, you know some people within Bachelor Nation have priority going on. Did you get any advice? Um, I didn't. You're like, I'm unfortunately. good. Like, unfortunately, yeah. I I don't know if unfortunately is the right word. I think that you're gonna be perfectly fine throughout the season. You, did you get advice, Mike? <laughs> no, but I would give advice. My advice would be like I should have shaved my chest hair, but I didn't get any advice. <laughs> <laughs> the taco meat, as you like to call it. Yeah, taco meat. I wish I would oh, take care appetizing. <laughs> you said appetizing. Yeah. Well, Gabby, I love to ask you know people this when we have them on the pod. If and when we have you on in a year from now, what will make you happy that you said you've accomplished? Um, I think really my greatest accomplishment after being on the show is just like putting myself into every challenge and like every opportunity, you know, it, there's a common theme that's like, you're, you, the more you put in, the more you'll get out. And at right. first I was like, so sketched out. I'm like, what is this? Like, can it actually work? You know, kind of being a skeptic, but that is how I am in all things. Um, but you know, with guidance and, 
And just like, I think challenging myself, like you came here for a reason and you don't, I didn't want to have any regrets and I didn't want to leave being like, oh, I should have done that more. I should have, you know, leaned in more. So I think I took every challenge, whether it was like group dates, um, discussions with Clayton, kind of putting myself out there, like you challenge yourself and then you overcome and then you grow. And the next time it gets even kind of bigger and, and I feel like a year from now, I'm really going to reflect on, on that and be grateful and like watch and see kind of how it's changed me in a good way. Love that. Love that. Love that. Love that. I think everyone listening to this uh, today, I just want to adore you even more and can't wait to watch your season unfold. So thank you so much for being here. Yes, uh, here thank you so much, Gabby. Love it. Appreciate you. Thank you. You guys are great. I wish I could ask you questions, but I know it's not how it works. <laughs> uh, possibly in the future. We never know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But happy new year and wish yes. you nothing but success and love and happiness. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Take care, Gabby. Have a great one. It's week. nice to meet you. Thank you. I love having Gabby as our first guest of 2022, just as a guest in general. She seems so bubbly, so honest, humble. Seems to know herself, which is really amazing. I love that uh, she was introspective a lot, and I really want to see what you know took place in her childhood that she seems to have grown so much from. She said, and I quote, I believe, she's learned how to speak from not from emotion. I thought that was amazing when she said that. How do you feel about it? Yeah, no, I I really enjoyed our conversation with her. Like I thought she is very mature, you know, she's gone yeah. through a lot. Like you said, I'm really looking forward to see, you know, what, what what went down with her family. But I just think her background, you know, being a cheerleader, being on that that team, mm -hmm. in that team atmosphere and being an ICU nurse, I mean, much respect, you know, especially I can't, in today's I really world. Can't um, <laughs> I can't even imagine how much that helped her, you know, grow leading into this, into this journey on The Bachelor. And, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing how her relationship with with Clayton unfolds, because I feel like she's very humorous, like you like we saw. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. you know, she had a great entrance. And, you know, I, I, I'm really hoping uh, that they end up together. But, you know, I guess we'll see. I'm just going to say I want to see their season. <laughs> yes. Can't say all that. I will say, though, my little brother is definitely probably rooting for her because she, my little brother is a Bronco fan. So. He already has that connection with Gabby. So uh, let's go Cowboys. I'll say it like that. <laughs> no Cowboys. They're going to they're gonna choke <laughs> like they always do. We'll see. We'll see. But anyway, to all of our listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. And guys, got to throw this out there. We are casting for The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. So make sure to head to bachelornation.com forward slash apply. Again, that's bachelornation.com forward slash apply you could find the love of your life you never know you never know you did um, so <laughs> it, it's out there for people and you know we always love to hear your opinions your stories your insights uh when you don't like this when you do like us please we really do listen to it and we grow from it uh, so please don't forget to like comment follow message us on social at talking out bn that's talking out b as in bachelor international ig bachelor national tiktok and facebook and bachelor national twitter and as always don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and listen to us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And baby, I said it once before, I'm going to say it again. Don't DM me no more until you hit that follow. We love y'all.